1: Notre Dame, not terrorism, really? Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and you are a terrorist therapist. Yes, I know it's not politically correct to say what I'm saying, but let me start out by saying there is no way in hell that authorities, arson investigators, um, any of the people in Paris looking at the Notre Dame fire, the horrendous tragedy that that is, could possibly, possibly know, before the fire was even extinguished, that it was not terrorism. And uh, so why are the, were they, did they rush to say this, <laughs> no matter what this is, you know, they were calling it all kinds of things, involuntary destruction, accident, stray flame. But no, 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 not terrorism. Well, why are they so desperate to deny that it's terrorism? Because in fact, if it did or if it does turn out to be terrorism, and if it would turn out, if the real cause did turn out to be terrorism, would we ever know? But why don't they want anyone? Why were they in a rush to tell us of all the things it could be, it was not terrorism? Because there would be... A revolution. It would be the next French Revolution in Paris and in France, probably, because um, there is already a lot of anger under the surface and not so under because of all the Muslim immigrants that have been um, allowed into the country. Now, I'm not talking about if it was if it were a terrorist attack. I'm not saying it was um, by by any Muslim. I mean, we're talking about radical extremists, radical Islamists, um, just to make that clear, not not all Muslims are terrorists. However, um, again, uh, a fire and arson investigation or any kind of fire investigation takes weeks or months to determine for sure. And they can't even get to some of the parts of Notre Dame as I speak, as you're listening to this, they haven't yet been able to get to all of the places. So there is absolutely no way that they could know that it was not terrorism. And I'm going to be talking to you today about some of the things that indeed point to the fact that it could possibly be terrorism. And it's interesting. I just read an article before starting this today where they seem to be um, backpedaling a little bit in saying, well, yes, we couldn't really know. You know, I I think, um, and and it turns out that, and this is kind of strange, but it turns out that they had um, put up a camera um, not that same day, not long before the fire broke out. And so there may be some things on the camera that will help in this investigation. And it makes me wonder whether maybe that's why they're now backpedaling. But as it's been, uh, anybody who dared to suggest that it could be terrorism has been um, has been decried as being um, uh, Islamophobic, and um, you know how dare you, and why would you say? And I mean, no, it's an overreaction to. Um, even the vague suggestion or just the idea that you would include that as a possibility. And now I don't have any um, secret information to where I can tell you today that absolutely I know (laughs) that it is um, radical Islamist terrorism, but I do have some things to tell you that um, suggest that it is certainly worth looking into in a more in a a more um, uh, definitive way before shouting out, oh no, 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 it's not terrorism. Um, Before I get into that though, I do want to say that this whole seeing um, Notre Dame in flames was just uh, personally devastating to me because uh, I lived in Paris for about three years and I have gone back there since several times. And in fact, I was just back there this past year um, because my book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror, won the Paris Book Festival Award. So my what I'm gonna be talking about today in terms of why I think it might be, or at least we cannot, we cannot rule out terrorism is based upon years of living there and more recent, uh, being there more recently, and taking the temperature, as they say, um, of what the feelings are like in Paris in regard to to immigrants and Muslims and what's happening to the French culture and the violence that there's been, the increase in violence that there's been since more immigrants have come into the country, and so on. So basically, it is political. Um, and so if, um, you know, if the the politicians in power um, not only don't want a French revolution in terms of people revolting in the streets, <laughs> um, you know, mass chaos and violence and so on, but they also don't want to be voted out of office. And, and there were people in the last election when Macron won, uh, there was Marie Le Pen, for example, who was, who had a much tougher line towards immigrants so it's it's basically comes down to politics for the most part now when when i lived in paris and when i visited paris after i lived there um i i of course visited notre dame one of the times that i was there that i remember most clearly is when i went for um christmas eve midnight mass that was (laughs) really special and, and I'm Jewish, <laughs> and yet I got carried away with the, um, I mean, I think everybody, no matter, well, almost no matter what religion, um, you can't help but feel the presence of a God in there, not to mention the beauty of the artifacts and the windows and so on. The one good thing is that they did manage to save uh, some of Notre Dame. And of course, you probably have heard there, Lots of people are are um, donating money for the rebuilding of Notre Dame. So let me tell you about some of these things that at least makes one not rule out terrorism. Um, and and I'll I'll tell you the, um. Well, first of all, let, let me just I'll I'll save the punchline for later. <laughs> um, First of all, one of the things that you know makes you scratch your head as far as how you could possibly rule it out in this context. But there have been over the past year over a thousand churches in France that have been vandalized, burned, or burglarized. Even some called Notre Dame, like other Notre Dames, and it is on the hit list of terrorists to destroy churches because, you know, clearly, because they don't want people believing in other religions. Um, And uh, especially in the past two months, this destruction of churches has increased in the past two months. So how much of a stretch is it to think about um, them wanting to destroy the crown jewel of churches, Notre Dame? And, there's also a pattern of um, terrorists destroying, in general, not just churches, but destroying historic state, scape, historic sacred monuments, artifacts, uh, lots of artifacts in the Middle East, for example, have been destroyed. Archaeological digs have been plundered um, because they want to rewrite history. And of course, Notre Dame has an incredible over 800 years of history, and the, all of the things in it, and all of the significance that it has. No matter what religion, well, almost no matter what religion you are. Um, also, we know that terrorists are particularly good at um, timing. Um, you know, at, at, at well, at um, picking icons and picking the timing um things that, in other words, they they enjoy having a greater a greater impact by um, picking things that you're really going to be more and more upset about by terrifying you, upsetting you, depressing you. And the timing of this, it was Monday, the Monday after Palm Sunday and before Easter. so it was during Holy Week. Now if you're going to destroy, Notre Dame, would you? and you were a terrorist, would you not want to pick Holy Week? Um, more, more, more. Um, first of all, I, I guess uh, I'll, one of the things in addition was that there seems to have been a big uh, spread of time between the time that the fire broke out, which is another thing, There's a very strange thing about when the fire broke out. The first alarm rang at 620. And then supposedly someone went to look for a fire and they couldn't find the fire. And then the alarm rang again at 643. Now what was that all about? Um, there is also in Paris uh, now, um, over these past months, a lot of rioting in the streets by they, what they call les vestes jaunes, the yellow vests, people who are protesting um, essentially or ostensibly, they are protesting the taxes um, and the economic conditions. But surely there are terrorists amongst these vestes jaunes who are stirring the crowd up and of course you know obviously um, immigrants on in general have very poor economics and so it's it's it overlaps really well I'll stop there for now and when we come back I'll continue to tell you reasons why we should not just so quickly totally rule out the possibility that it is terrorism.
0: You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned, and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Now back to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol.
1: Welcome back. Before the break, we've been talking about all the reasons why... We shouldn't just offhand and before the fire is even out in Notre Dame, just proclaim to the world that there is no way that this is terrorism, which is essentially what the authorities in Paris did. And that in itself, actually, is a reason to suspect that they may know something um, that we don't know yet and may never know, or that... um, you know, obviously, as I was talking about earlier, there are reasons why they don't want uh, to stir up the Parisians and the French in general to be more angry uh, about the invasion of the uh, immigrants. Now, if I had to say, you know, what I think the um, what I think the um, cause of the fire came from. And I actually do. I'm not afraid. I mean, I know, I know I'm risking people saying, oh, you're just an alarmist. You're obsessed with terrorism. Yes, I am as the terrorist therapist. But there are just so many hallmarks, as I've started to recount, that um, I I do think, um, and again, I do not know any inside information, but if I had to propose a scenario, a, a logical scenario, I would say that it was probably one of the workmen. Now they talk about how, they're not quite sure yet where it started. They talked about the attic, they talk about underneath the spire, um, this camera that they now are talking about, that they're, you know, they installed a camera, which is also kind of interesting, makes, (laughs) made me wonder whether that was connected, That they wanted everybody to find out ultimately who started the fire. But um, I would say that it was probably one of the workmen, and in Paris, a lot of the immigrants are workmen. And um, that would be a perfect way, if you're going to um, burn down Notre Dame, a perfect way would be to get a terrorist in, to have a job as one of the workmen in restoring the cathedral, because that's what they've been saying, that they think that it has to do with something to do with the restoration of the cathedral, because there were, you know, that was, I mean, (laughs) uh, that maybe that's where the fire or the electricity, or, you know, they haven't, of course they can't say exactly what yet, but um, that's what's changed. That's the new thing that's been happening, uh, the reconstruction of the cathedral. So um, this is a perfect opportunity for, you know, we, we've seen this already with terrorists getting hired in various occupations that give them a great opportunity to commit an attack. So now the um, company that has been working on the reconstruction is called Le Bras Frere, which means the brother's arm. Now, um, and it's, the company is a family owned company, um, but it has 140 to 200 employees. Those are the figures being given. Now in 140 to 200 employees, do you mean to tell me that there could not have been one um, terrorist who somehow managed to get employed in there? I, I would think, uh, I would think it is possible. And also just the name of this company. Now you could take it as, you know, there were brothers in the family uh, they, the, who work in this company. Um, and so you could look at it like that. And maybe that was the the origin of the name, the brother's arm, you know, the brother's like arm in arm. But it's kind of ironic that um, because terrorists call themselves, think of themselves as brothers and uh, arm in arm, that kind of thing. Just an irony. <laughs> Um, What else? Well, one thing for sure, Notre Dame has, it's not like a new idea for terrorists to think about burning down Notre Dame. This has been on the top of their hit list, one of the top um, icons on their hit list for a very long time. And in fact, there was a previous attempt to burn down Notre Dame. You know, it's interesting. And all these people who are saying, oh no, can't be terrorism, the people in France, oh no, um, they want us, I guess they're hoping that we're going to forget about the um, attack or almost attack uh, that was fortunately stopped before it blew up. But there was an attempt at an attack on Notre Dame in 2016. Three women, who were radicalized, um, getting their uh, instructions from ISIS, put a Peugeot car, drove a Peugeot car next to uh, Notre Dame. It had gas cylinders in it and a barely smoked cigarette that was thrown in. Fortunately, it didn't explode and these three women were caught soon after. So, again, it is not a new idea and um, they have not taken it off their hit list. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Um, for one thing that is interesting is uh, how the similarities between 9-11 and the Notre Dame uh, incident. And that is, you know, of course, uh, the pictures of Notre Dame burning could have been could have been um, put side to side with 9/11. There are so many similarities: the fire, the smoke billowing, the ashes falling down on people. The main difference, and and. and uh, the spire falling, you know, the towers falling, the twin towers, and then the spire on Notre Dame falling. And both of those being the heart-stopping moments of the whole incident. Um, the, only, the main difference between 9-11 and Notre Dame is that when 9-11 happened, most people did not immediately think that this could be a terror attack. They were thinking of it possibly as being originally with the first airplane into the twin towers. They were thinking that it was just some errant pilot, a drunk pilot, or a um, a, a you know something, an accident. That pi- something was wrong with the pilot, and this was an accident. And then, of course, when the second plane hit the second tower, um, then people started wondering, "Huh? Could this be some kind of an attack?" But again people weren't thinking immediately of terrorists because there really hadn't been an attack, certainly of this magnitude in the United States um, by radical Islamists, that was by Al Qaeda. Now, um, um, here in Paris, however, when, the, when Notre Dame burst into flame, I can assure you that the immediate reaction uh, was, could this be a terror attack? Because they, Paris has suffered through horrendous, horrendous terror attacks, especially in 2015. But then there was the Nice attack as well. Um, you know, They are more used to being concerned about, thinking that that's a real possibility to have an attack. And so that is undoubtedly why the authorities in Paris were so quick to tell people, oh, no, it's not terrorism, because they knew people were thinking it was terrorism. Uh, you may, you know, um, if you have any kind of connection, personal connection, well, to Notre Dame or to Paris, certainly, or France, I mean, that, that was, an, uh, Notre Dame was a spot, where over 13,000 people visited a year from all over the world. So um, you may have visited, um, and if you have some kind of personal connection to it or some kind of personal connection to 9-11, maybe you lost somebody or you were in Manhattan or you were in Washington, D.C. or in Pennsylvania, um, this may well bring back trigger some feelings of PTSD, some memories, for example, being flooded by memories um, of of, uh, 9-11, for example. And of course, you know, memories of, I mean, seeing the the picture of of Notre Dame, it it may well meld together. And when we come back, I will tell you about an interesting coincidence, (laughs) if you can call it that, which did meld um, 9-11 and the Notre Dame fire together. You can call it a coincidence or um, call it someone, someone knowing something that um, perhaps we don't yet know. When we come back, we'll talk more about this <laughs> non-PC topic of how, yes, indeed, it could possibly still turn out to be terrorism. That perpetrated the Notre Dame fire.
0: You've been listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Now back to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll.
1: Welcome back. We're talking about the horrendous, terribly sad Notre Dame fire, not terrorism really. Not sure if I've convinced you so far (laughs) with my reasons for why we shouldn't rush to claim that it's not terrorism, Um, but let me tell you some interesting uh, additional things that have happened since the fire started. Uh, First of all, and there was uh, some uh, new kind of internet um, algorithm on YouTube that showed, uh, the sh- it was streaming video and it showed Notre Dame burning. And then it had underneath in gray, a gray block of text, it had a description of 9-11. Now, call that coincidence, call it um, that the algorithm knows something that the authorities in Paris don't want to tell us, or perhaps don't know, but what what in that algorithm would have triggered this description of 9-11? Kind of freaky, kind of maybe... Uh, you know, maybe they saw, maybe, maybe the, the algorithm, algorithm um, put it together and did, indeed, think that it had something to do with terrorism. And uh, connected it to the falling of the Twin Towers and just the spire falling and, and the Twin Towers falling and so on. Um, now, let me tell you about something interesting that happened since the towers fell. Uh, since I'm doing it, (laughs) since Notre Dame started burning. um, There is a man who, his name is Mark Lamparello, who was captured um, at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. So whether or not the burning of Notre Dame turns out to be terrorism, uh, it has already inspired copycats And this man went into St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is, you know, the cathedral in New York, perhaps in the whole United States. It's, you know, it's kind of comparable to uh, Notre Dame in terms of it being that great icon status. And he walked in and he was carrying gas and gas um, lighter fluid, and uh, something that would spark the fire. So all, in other words, all the equipment that he would need to start a fire. And fortunately, there was a security guard who noticed this man coming in, carrying these um, containers of uh, gasoline and lighter fluid and so on. And they stopped him. And um, he said that he was... That his car that he was just walking through the church, that his, he had parked his car on the other side, and his car had run out of gas, and so he went to get gas, and he's just bringing the gas back to his car. So they followed the man to his car, and lo and behold, the car was not out of gas. so they their suspicions were confirmed that this was something very um, you know fishy. And um, so they arrested him, and uh, he is now in custody still. And as they were doing investigations, they found out that this man, who's from New Jersey, had already previously, um, but after the uh, after the Notre Dame fire, so you know, since then he had um, gone into a church in Newark, New Jersey. And he was staying there. He was loitering there. And when they asked him, when the security guards there asked him what he was doing, you know, why was he staying in the church when nobody else was? And I guess if there was a service, it was over. And, you know, why, why was he still hanging around there? And he got arrested um, for trespassing, but they let him go. And that's when he then... Um, after that went to St. Patrick's Cathedral, and this time with cans of gasoline. Um, Now it is very fortunate that they found this man, not only (laughs) fortunate that they found him before he could douse St. Patrick's with gasoline and light it, but also they found that he had a plane ticket, a one-way plane ticket to Rome. Any guesses what he was gonna do in Rome? (laughs) obviously try to torch, burn up, throw gasoline on the Vatican. And the Vatican is uh, the number one target for terrorists. That is their prize. That is what they would like to destroy most of all. And so, I mean, can you imagine, I mean, maybe, you know, presumably there are lots of guards around the Vatican too, but still, Uh, imagine if he did manage to get in and maybe got more clever along the way and wasn't so obvious with his carrying the cans of gasoline, um, it could have been another disaster. Now, uh, beyond that, another new uh, thing that's been happening um, is that ISIS, although they have not claimed yet a direct link, in other words, they haven't you know, named a person and said um, that so-and-so is a devotee of ISIS, has pledged his loyalty to ISIS. They haven't come and claimed it per se yet, (laughs) but um, they have been doing other things. They have been putting pictures of Notre Dame in flames all over the internet. They've been using it as propaganda. They have been saying um, that this is retribution and punishment to people, to non-believers, people in the West who are non-believers. And they um, have written threats over the picture of Notre Dame burning. Um, they are threatening to burn it. They, you know, they're not, they're not saying whether they had a hand in um, in this fire, but they are threatening uh, in the future, to burn it down in the future. Like, you know, you know there's all this talk of restoration. We're going to, um, Macron is saying, we're going to rebuild Notre Dame, which of course would be great. But um, ISIS is already threatening to burn it down if it gets built up or maybe even before it's completely restored. And it, the ISIS wrote, wait for the next. This is over a picture of Notre Dame burning. Wait for the next. And in fact, you know, you could take it to imply, wait for the next. In other words, we did this one, wait for the next one that we're going to do. Now, again, just to, um, just to, to a caveat, <laughs> um, I do not have any secret information. I do not have any um, firsthand information knowing that, that um, a terrorist did um, cause this fire at Notre Dame. Um, however, I do say that the, this rushing to judgment too quickly by saying that like of all the things that it could be, <laughs> um, it's not terrorism, it's just ridiculous. And we have to look at that. That is so important to examine because, because we have to question what we hear in the media, see in the media, um, what these authorities are saying. What politicians are saying, you know why what macron's reason for this is, um, why he doesn't want to take a chance of people becoming outraged at um, Muslim immigrants and um, therefore, in the next election, either uh, I don't know actually if he can run again, but not voting for him or not voting for people on his party in his party. Um, because they would want to vote for someone who had a stronger stance towards not allowing immigrants to come into France. There is already so much anger. I can tell you this firsthand. Uh, I, as I said earlier, I have just been in Paris. And I know, I see it fermenting under the surface, not so under the surface. People will come right out and tell you if they trust you, that they can you know, express their views. Um, they are not happy with this mass immigration, this influx, this invasion, as they call it, uh, into their country. And um, if indeed uh, it comes out, if it's true and it comes, if it's true and if it comes out, if it's true, it still might not come out, but if it's true and it comes out that it was a terror attack, there will be another French revolution. Well, thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient
0: We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.